You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Momentous occasion for Eddie and myself. We are, this is the first recording in our brand new studio. Don't film at Tobler because we can't put that online because it is still a secret. You're only seeing a very small bit here. We have Tommy Tobler, who's, what, a month into the gig, killing it, doing great things. But he started filming the new studio, and I was like, hold on a second, motherfucker. Don't be giving that away. But we are in the new studio. Eddie, how are you? I'm excellent. It's great to be here, Tom, with an old friend in a new studio. See what I did there? An old friend in a new studio? Yeah, juxtaposition. Look, I've got a way with words. We all know that. I have a pep in my step, punters and dribblers. A couple of reasons why. Obviously, I'm in the new studio. Obviously, that that's the case. You know the other reason? Didn't have to get up at Sparrow's Fart to come in and record. Mm. I got to come in on my own terms. Yep. And when you come in on your own terms, it does something to your psyche and it's all good. Yeah. It's all great. It's, uh, it's real mogul territory, I think, where it's just like you do what you want now. Yeah. Like I now know how oil barons and shit feel. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, and like a dot-com billionaire, Silicon Valley types. Yeah. I feel like I know what how billionaires wake up yeah. now. Uh, we're basically crypto crypto billionaires without without the billions, technically, but... Look, I don't have the billions, and I'm not saying I've got the billions. I'm not pretending to have them. I'm merely saying I now know how billionaires feel when they wake up. Because they wake to, up on their own terms. Yeah. Now, they might choose to get up at four in the morning, like, you know, The Rock, and I'm a CEO, and I want to go for a run. I'm Mike Wahlberg, shit. and I get up at one in the morning. Yeah. It's like, cool, dude. Cool, dude. You know what we do? Sure. We just get up at a reasonable hour, and yeah. we roll in at a reasonable time, exactly. and we just talk about reasonable things as reasonable gentlemen do. Going to bed at 4 p.m. doesn't really suit my lifestyle. No. So I don't know why I do that. No. Mark Wahlberg of, oh, I'm on you because I get up at one in the morning. Cool, Mark Wahlberg. I don't care, Mark Wahlberg. You get as much sleep as everyone else. You've just moved the hours yeah, around in the day to make yourself seem special. You're not special, bro. You know what, dude? You could actually be, you could make the argument Mark Wahlberg's lazy as fuck going to bed at four in the afternoon. Dude, Mark is the laziest guy out there. Like, don't be fooled. I get up at 1am. Yeah, but you go to bed at 4 in the afternoon, Who goes to bed at 4 in the afternoon and then starts trying to claim that as a win? Maybe you have chronic fatigue. Maybe you're going (laughs) too hard, dude. No one should be going to sleep at 4pm unless you're a shift worker. Exactly. And you're not a shift worker because you're rich as fuck and you choose your own hours. Yeah. You chose to try and flex on people by going to getting up at 1am. But we see through the bullshit, man. Yeah, because there's no way that you're not sleeping a normal amount of hours because otherwise you would pass away. There is a a specific amount of hours required to exist as a person, right? He goes to bed at 4 or 5 p.m. That's a fact. Yep. Now, is that ridiculous? Yeah, it is because he... Imagine if you went to bed at 4 p.m., you wouldn't be able to go out to dinner with anyone. You wouldn't be able to see anyone. Listen, Eddie. Your kids would get home from school and you'd be in bed. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on this podcast, but I used to work in radio. And I used to work in when breakfast was that? Uh, a couple of years ago. I got look, I got made redundant again. I don't know if I've ever told that really? story. Yeah, I got Fuck, sucked. I, never heard I got before. sucked. Um, I used to get up at three in the morning. So you know, someone like The Rock can eat a dick because I don't think even he gets up that early. But I used to get up at three in the morning. I was clinically dead by two in the afternoon. I was useless <laughs> and I couldn't do anything. So if Mark Wahlberg is coming down to the markets and trying to sell, I get up at one. And I'm a normal operating human being. Mm. He's one of the great liars all time. And what I would be doing is just having a look at his stall and making sure everything's to code and above board. Because to me, trying to sell that at the market, I get real like, 
you know, when you're at the fair and shit, shout out to the plane flying over, hope that gets picked up on the mics. But you know when you throw, like, a ball at, like, the stacked-up milk bottles and they don't fall over because they're glued together? That's the vibe I get from Marky Mark at the markets. You reckon he glues his his, his bottles together? Yeah, Marky are you, Markets. Are you, well, are you trying to say that Marky's a bit of a carny operator? I'm getting real carny vibes from Marky Mark. It's like that guy where there was the ladder and if you walk to the end of the ladder, you get 50 bucks. But the carny would always put his big fat mitts on the bottom of the ladder and, like, shake it. You're like, hey... Carney. Carney, we did Take didn't. your fat mitts off it. Yeah. And then you show me it's possible by running up the ladder yourself indicates that if your hands aren't on it, it's doable. Yeah, I'm not going to be trying to achieve this thing with it, with you shaking on the ladder. Now, listen, I will say this, Eddie. I'm pretending to know what you're talking about. I've never heard of that before. Well, you've never life. been to Dubbo Show. Ah, it's a Dubbo Show thing, is it? Well, I, I think that is the Bundanoon show the, was probably a bit lower. Well, bit is this the height? That's, that is the height of Dubbo show. Oi, come down to the Dubbo show and try and walk across a ladder with a carny shaking it. Like, that's not even a ride. It's not even a ride. That's it's, part of, it's part of like Carney Alley. You know where the carnies fucking exist? And They're they, all and they carnies there, dude. If, you're, if, you fucking, if you're part of the travel show, I'm, you're a carny. I understand that. I mean more around the like win prizes section. Like Yeah, right that. Uh, clown uh, mouth section. Uh, yeah, clown mouth, but it gets dodgier than that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Mate, the Dubbo show is so lowbrow that there is a ghost train ride, right? And me and Ella went on it a couple of years ago. As you do. There was literally nothing to pad this ride. You go into a dark room, there's one skeleton on the way in, and then it's just blackness the whole time. And then these big carnies jump on the thing when you can't see them and start like screaming in your ear. Right, and shit. so it's basically really uncomfortable. A like dark spitting room. on you and shit. Oh. It's basically going to this ride and get carnies to spit on you. Slap you on the back of the head. Exactly, like, ruffle your hair and shit. I was on a carny ride once. Well, sorry, ghost ride. That had was like basically a ride filled with carnies just sort of standing in a room like ooing at you, <laughs> and one of them tickled my the back of my head with like a like a skeleton glove. Yep, I freaked out, ripped it off, and I had it with me for like the remainder of the. And I was like, I did you give it back? Well, yeah, I, didn't d- want I dumped glove. it at the entrance once. I, well, the exit once I like look, you know, like when you go to a like a, a clothing store and it's like you'd bring in the clothes and then when you leave, like, did you want anything? Like, no. So I came out and was just like, I left this thing on like the counter. I was I've, like, like when you try things on and nothing fit. Correct. Because you, you're pretending like you're a 32, but you're But a you're really 34, 36. 38. 38. Yeah. These days, 36. So these won't fit. Well, look, I'm, I'm planning on squeezing into them. Uh, you've got a 32 there. Sir. You've got a 32 there. That's just like not even about weight. That's just more the, the general girth of, of an individual's hips. It's an absolute. Yes. Unless you want us to shave off bone, you're not fitting into 32s. It's you're not shaving not off bone. It can't be done. Well, it can be done, but, but it's, it's not going it to be done. Had, well, it had seemed like a, a, a lot of work for for just a pair of jeans. You know? Look, you're not going to be shaving off bone in just jeans. Let's be honest. JJ's. Do they have that? Pay an extra, you know, 15% and we'll shave your hips off for you? <laughs> I don't think so. I'd, I'd consider it. I'd consider it a bit of sculpting. Sure. Anyway, Edward, we are here in the new studio. We are. And it's a great day. Beautiful, sunny Monday. Um, thank fuck for a little bit of reprieve from the rain. Shout out to everyone who's flooding again. Um, that's very intense. Hope you're all doing okay. I have something of far less uh, concern when it comes to the rain because you do have people who literally have lost everything. And so this is almost insensitive of me to say it, even though I'm trying to give it a caveat. But my house is really (laughs) mouldy. 
Have you have you got down and dirty at that mile? Yeah, we've got down and dirty. Like, and again, wasn't last Tuesday supposed to be get down and dirty day, and then you brushed it because we had other things to do? No, not last. Or yeah, yeah, no, yes, that's right. So it was meant to be get down and dirty day, but I was like, listen, it wasn't. I was like, I might have time on Tuesday to get down and dirty and clean some mold, but I also put in. This is with my lovely wife. I said, but Tuesday's still a day of work, so. If something comes up, which it did, I'm going to have to bail on get down and dirty day. And that ended up being the weekend. It was a get down and dirty weekend. And I cleaned the fuck out of the house with mould. And a lot of mould in the house. How much? Dude, heaps. Heaps. Give me a number. Well, you. What, how do you... I don't know that mould is described in numbers, in numerical... Well, it can How many moulds? Ten moulds? Well, I mean, like... It was all over the windows. It was all over the... We had to wipe down all the walls. Where wasn't the mould? Well, I mean, that's difficult. It was because if you see it, you get it. It's not necessarily everywhere. Like, for example, in the office, it was along the table. It was on the table. I was like, what the fuck? I haven't seen it. it was on glass windows. I've seen, I've seen mold get to work on glass. I've seen that. I'd never seen it. I've seen that before. It was in clothing. So we've obviously been washing clothing for like six weeks. Again, understand people are going through much more hectic shit. I'm just explaining what my weekend was, not asking for sympathy I am asking for understanding, though. And my house is mouldy. Just understand that. But yeah. not anymore. So you've done it? But what it's do you use, anti-mould or are you using vinegar? Vinegar, baby. Vinegar. Why is it that vinegar is seen as a... Anti-moulding agent? A better anti-moulding agent than anti-mould. I'm going to say this. And I, I don't know. I'm looking I know, for I'm just. Here. I'm going to say this, and this might get some people offside. It might make people uncomfortable. I think anti-mold is big business and it's, you know, dudes trying to just like, oh, it's anti-mold, so I'm going to whack it on an extra fucking couple of percent. Yep. Whereas vinegar is vinegar and vinegar is good for many things and it's versatile. And so... Cheaper. It's cheaper. Is that what you're saying? It's cheaper. It's more versatile. You probably got it in the house. Anti-mold, probably only good for anti-mold. Whereas vinegar, Eddie, you can use vinegar to make fucking poached eggs. You can. So you can get rid of mould and poach your eggs yep. all in one... All in one morning. Foul swoop. Yeah. That makes sense, dude. That so makes a lot of sense. Vinegar has antifungal and antibacterial properties and the acetic acid that is in it, it's got a high level of acid, helps to disrupt and stop the growth of mould and fungi. See, look, Dior, you're on today, mate. Yeah, you I are. feel like you feel at home here. I do. This chair is very comfortable. I was just thinking if I like close my eyes, it is very soft and all encompassing for my small body. So mm. yeah, I could easily does. drift off it. Dave like just is wrapped up in that chair. Dave's in a chair that you won't see because we have plans potentially for that chair he's in. We might have plans for that chair, but also now we're looking at Dave. I haven't looked at Dave since the old Batuta studio days. When he used to sit uh, opposite us in the corner. Yeah. Do you remember that? That was yeah. cute. Do you Good remember times. that? They were early Dave days. They were very early Dave days. That was Dave sort of like coming out of his cocoon, becoming a man. Dave. Well, that was us. That was us sort of, you know, we've got this little baby chick and we're just sort of trying to feed it. And I was going to say, we took, a, we took a little sort of, what are they called? A little caterpillar and turned him into a little moth. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, the very hungry butter. caterpillar gets into a cocoon and then becomes a butterfly. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was hoping he for a butterfly. butterfly. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, right. He is more of a moth than a butterfly. He's more of a moth. No, definitely. What? 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 Uh, is a uh, is a moth similar to a butterfly in that it was something beforehand? Yeah, or is I a believe moth so. Born a moth. I think moths and butterflies are from the same genus. Genus. That's. Uh, I think. It's, yes. I, look, I think. I think it's just genus. But I am also just making that up. Yeah, I think genus species. 
Yeah, they sure. both do uh, go through the whole process of being little worms and turning into winged creatures. But it says the main difference is uh, appearance. Moths tend to be stockier and have furry bodies. Butterflies are smooth and lean. Yeah. But so caterpillars become moths or not? Or are caterpillars exclusively becoming uh, butterflies? Look, no, no. Caterpillars turn blog. into butterflies or moths. Huh? Caterpillars turn into butterflies or moths. Yeah, yeah. but I think if you're, a, if you're a caterpillar going into your cocoon, do you know you're coming out of butterfly? Or is it like you might come out of moth? Because that'd be tough. I think, look, I'm prepared to go out on a limb here and say it's a coin flip. You just go in and go, I'm coming out either a furry, stocky moth or a beautiful, lean butterfly. I think it pretty much is because it says here there's no reliable way to know which it will become just by looking at it. And the whole process is like, I still don't think scientists fully understand because the animal pretty much breaks down its entire, like, you know, existence and turns into just goo and then forms a solid body again. Really? They become goo? Yeah. It's... Look, I don't think that that transformation is thought about enough. It's slept on. It's slept on big time, dude. A caterpillar goes to sleep one day in a little fucking house it builds itself, turns itself into goo, and then comes back as a butterfly. Some butterflies are not to be fucked with. No, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous, big, beautiful, proud creatures. Mm. Dave, obviously a moth, so he's more of a... Sort of a hairy beater. Yeah. Stocking. Well, just more of a hairy, like, couch potato. You know, moths like to chill a lot. Moths like to... Look, if you don't think moths, moths like to billies. roast them up, yeah. <laughs> then you aren't paying attention. Moths definitely roast them. Whereas butterflies are sort of a bit more... They're, like, very elegant and, you know... I think, you know... Shout out to that bloke. Shout I out think to the bloke right outside. Is that loud? We are in a busy area of uh, town, punters, dribblers... Talking about moths and goo, goo and moths, I think we can comfortably say that it's, we, we did our dash there with the moth, but we, we do agree. We, there is a consensus that the cocoon and everything that goes on inside it is a slept-on physiological uh, masterpiece. Sure. Let's do that. Um, how was your weekend, mate? My weekend was good, mate. Nip down to Anason, I think. Where? Anason in Barangaroo, Turkish joint. Fucking good feed. Really enjoyable. Turkish food's no joke. It's zero joke, Turkish food. Mm. Fucking had a great time. Nip down there for my auntie's uh, birthday. Shout out to her. Uh, and then I, pr- I took it fairly easy over the weekend, mate, to be honest. Mm. I had a few bits and pieces on, a few, few little family events. Um, caught up with my sister, et al, et al. I went shopping on Sunday, That's which nice. is something that I would always be like, no fucking way am I going to Chatswood this weekend to go shopping. Is that I'm motherfucker just, on the blower again, Eddie? Yeah, he is. Said, he said he was finished. Said he was finished. Yeah, he's lying. Now, that sounds like one of the great weekends of all time, Eddie, personally. That sounds like one of the absolute best weekends. And I can tell you what, mine was equal. In that you did absolutely fucking nothing? In that I cleaned the house, as you know. Mold does what it does. I Both my kids are sick now again, which is great. 
Evie and Zoe. Zoe and Evie, shout out to both of them. What do they got now? Uh, just some colds, some run-of-the-mill colds. Rat test negative, yo, get off my back. Um, got a massage. Why did you go down to Boss at 9pm on a Sunday night? Because when you got two kids, bro, you don't have much time. And so you've got to make time for yourself. And for me... But what were you feeling deep inside you? And again, apologies for that blower. I swear if he keeps going, I will go outside again and get angry. Not physical, because I'm not a physical guy. In fact, I'm a, I'm a pussy, but I will ask him to stop. Why did I feel like I needed it? I didn't. Steph said, you should go to boss and get a massage. And I went, you know what? But why I, did she say that? Did she sense something deep inside that Tom needed a bit of Again, when you... When you it's not just about having kids. I think as well when you have such a, a well-oiled machine of a relationship, famous last words, and you're looking out for each other. Famous sometimes, last words. Famous last words. I think <laughs> sometimes you just notice, hey, listen, I think that my significant other here needs a break, needs a breather, needs a mid-sized tired gentleman to just crunch the fuck out of his back. Mm. And so she saw that. She booked it in for me. She, ne- she, she realised you needed a good crunching. And I did. I went down there. Obviously, as some of you know, I picked the perfect round NRL. Never been done before. And I was so confident in the result that I went, fuck it, I'm going to go get a massage while the game's still going. That's how confident I was. And I went down. Boss wasn't available. Disappointing. Wow. Love Boss. Yeah, I know. But this other guy whose name I didn't get, he didn't ask me what sort of pressure I wanted. Usually Boss, very considerate. Boss knows my body. He's like, John hard, medium, soft. What soft do you go guy. with? I go like a, a medium hard. You know what I mean? I don't want him to come in there and fuck me up. No. But I want it to be hard. A medium hard's pretty hard. It's not, it's not too bad. Well, there's a hard in there though. Yeah, there is, but you do want it hard. It's not like I'm coming down there for a hand job. So I do want medium hard. But this gentleman did not ask me what I wanted and just went straight to hard. And before I knew it, he was literally on all fours on my back and like kneeing up and down my back. And I'm thinking, okay, this is all right. Okay, this is fine. I want to know this about masseuses. Do they go in with like a game plan in the sense of like, do they go, all right, I'm going to work the middle of the back, then out to the arms and then back to, like, do they have a, a plan or do they just go, fuck it, I'm just going to pound this out and then I'm going to go to the arms. And then you know what? I've got to, you know, like I've got to fill an hour. Let's go back to the middle of the back. Because after he came back to the middle of the back for the third time, I went, okay, dude, you, you got, you've already tenderized the meat that is my back. Now you need to stop or just calm the fuck down. Look, I, I am not a masseuse, which may come as a shock to some listeners. Well, it's shocking to me. But I would think that there is probably a little bit of an element of horses for courses. Now, you know, it's going to take longer on big bods than it is on smaller ones. But I do think from a masseuse perspective, it's a little bit like brushing your teeth. You always do the same thing. You know, you've got your routine and that's what you stick to. It's same with the shower time. Where's the soap go and when and for how long and in what order? I mean, I think we all have a routine that we stick to largely. I don't think the masseuse is any different. Mm. But again, there would be a little bit of an element of horses for courses. This bloke's tight in this area. Need to pay some attention here. Yep. At Al. Make sense? Yeah. Well, he fucked me up good and proper um, to the point where I did ask him to slow down. And then, or calm down, not slow down, just calm down a little bit, dude. And then, you told you know, him to woo up. I just told him to woo up, soften me up a little bit. But then he did some like weird stretching shit to me. And I was like, oh my God, I thought he was going to break my lower back. Like he fucking, he mounted me essentially and tried mm. to s- twist me in half. 
And as I'm doing it, I can't help but go, Aah! in this loud, in this, la- sorry, in this very quiet, like, you know, tranquil, Thai massage Aah! place. And then I'm there like grunting, like I'm trying to squeeze out a big deuce. Like a fucking stuck pig. Yes, exactly. What are you getting out of that? Because I'm not a big masseuse guy, as you know. No, it is good, dude. It's relaxing. But like, I, even though it, it sounds doesn't like sound thought. relaxing. No, though. I know. Because the way you're, you sound like you're grunting like a stuffed pig. You're, you sound like you're in pain largely. You're trying to, you've got to tell this bloke to woo up. He's going so hard. What exactly is relaxing about that? There is something relaxing. Even though it hurts, you feel good when you get out of there. It's kind of meditative. So you, you, Your so mind you feel just good disappears. when you get out. Yeah, even when you're in there though. Like I still felt good when I was in there. It, you know what, dude? Having a fucking mid-sized Thai guy on your back feels good. I can't deny it. Especially it when you've got good. to ask him to slow down. Yeah. Got to woo up on me, please, sir. You're breaking me. Breaking me in. Um, <laughs> one other thing that I just want to talk about, Eddie, before we get into sport. Yeah, that sounds great, dude. Have you seen that real estate show? Lux Listings, season yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, have I watched yeah. the three available episodes that are out and about? You better fucking bet your last dollar I have. Yeah. It's so dribbly. It is I love it. So dribbly. These real estate people like take themselves so seriously. And I get there's like a lot of money involved and the houses are sick and whatever, but like the bit where Gavin, who's the, the tiny dude. Kevin Rubenstein. The tiny TRG. Yeah, the tiny real estate group. <laughs> he Gets taken to Ray White's house of Ray White fame. Well, it's not Ray. It's like Ray's fucking grandkids now. But well, yeah, who's the old motherfucker? White. Well, that the old guy is the grandson of Ray. Right. So this I looked all- it up. I went to the Ray White website. I'm like, I don't know who the fucking guys are. Are these actors or are these the real deal? But they it the real the McCoy. Real, it was the real McCoy. Yeah. They that scene was so make, weird. They tried to make it seem like Succession. I was like, dude, you guys sell houses. I get it. They're cool. You've got suits on. You're the tiny real estate group, but you sell houses. I don't know about that. Like the Ray White, like they're billionaires. Yes. So it is like succession. No, in no, that no. Way. The Ray White side of the things is. I, I felt the I, fact that this guy, that Gavin, the whole thing was cheesy yes. in the way that it was shot. That's and what like, I mean. Though. It was so scripted. Succession, I'm like, is, succession shit isn't cheesy. This is yeah, yeah. This is real estate agents who sell houses. Yes, they're billionaires, whatever. But like, they're trying to be cool. Well, the whites are. Yeah, exactly. The whites are. But they're trying to be cool. They're trying to be like they're in this cool reality show. Like su- succession people aren't going on reality shows. What I found weird about it was that... Still a good show, though. They were on it, first and foremost. I completely agree with you. But, like, the way it was shot and the way that it was cut and the way that they were clearly uncomfortable because they didn't seem comfortable on camera. No, but, see, I think that that is just... I feel like... So, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that you reckon the Whites wanted to go, go on it for clout? I... Don't think the Whites needed to go on a real estate show in Australia. I completely agree. Right. So, outside of... I'm just trying to get of, your train of thought. Yeah, I'm saying outside of wanting to be on TV... Why'd they go on it? Why would you go on it, right? Yeah, so what's the in it fact for you? That, so, the fact that these billionaires <laughs> want to go on Lux Listings Australia, <laughs> to me, says that... They're all Magoo. And I'm not saying all real estate agents are, but the ones who do that sort of shit. 
Did you know how watery everyone's eyes were? Yes, dude. We kept saying that. I was like, are they crying? Why are they crying? No, it was just every time they'd cut to that old guy, I was like, his eyes are watery. Was he staring into the sun? What What is going going on? on? Why is everyone's eyes? But no, I think that the, the awkwardness that you're speaking to is just all done in editing. I feel like when your reality show, reality shows care so little about actually trying to edit together a believable conversational like back and forth that they just are chopping and changing. I think if you were to see how that real conversation well, like went none, down... None of, it, none of it would have been in order. No. no. I just think that the sequence, just cutting it all up, because there are times when the guys like, the, the, the Ray White guys like, you know, we're really happy to see you, you're doing great work, and then it cuts back to the other guy and he's like scared and he's like, I just didn't know why you wanted me here. And you're like... This isn't how this conversation went. If, if it is, then these are psychopath humans who don't understand how to talk. No, 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 no. And they like would go around in a circle and they're just all looking at each other and just cutting from emotion they just to emotion. just stairs, But dude. what about when he got there and he's like, you know, we'll go to Brian later, but come into the kitchen. And then they go into the kitchen and he's like, nice artwork. He's like, yeah. And then they leave. Then they I'm leave. Like, what was the point of that Be- scene? That's it, dude. That's what I mean. It's a gr- it's a. And then sh- they went down to the next level and they're like, what a view. And you're like, you can see the view from the other floor. Yeah, and the old guy's just Brian's standing out on the grass going, in the wind. I know. I know. Dude, Sorry if you so haven't good. seen it, punters, dribblers, but it's a hell of a show. Are they actually, are they billionaires? Like the whites? The whites? I'll have a look. I was going to say. Because if they are and they went on, like. I know I'm sorry, but you could, you're rich enough. That that house indicates that you you're well off. Enough. Yeah, you're that, rich that, that was a serious house. That was a serious house. I also would love to know the dimensions of Gavin. He would be one. He'd be less than one seventy. He'd be five two. Do you reckon he's less than one seventy? So yeah, uh, what are you talking? Hundred percent. The the Ray White family is said to be worth more than three hundred and fifty million dollars. And that's like internet. So there's obviously some more hidden money that yeah, I'm sure. Three hundred fifty million is fine. Um, the Gavin, Ray White Group does like ninety six billion or something in fucking revenue. I was reading. That seems like a lot. Yeah, it does seem like a lot. Um, I'm looking. The house that. was very nice. The Whites. I think. Look, let's just say this, punters and dribblers. The Whites were too wealthy to, to be, be going honest, on Lux they, Listing season two. <laughs> I think that's what we can establish. I think we can establish Lux Listing Season 2 seems a little bit beneath <laughs> the Ray White group, like the heads of it, the two the, fucking... No, the heads. owners. The owners? I assume the, like, I think he's like the chairman and then his son's like and the like managing director. Allowing themselves to just basically, that it seems to me like they've gone, edit it however you want. And who cares if it looks like we're all in tears and that the conversation doesn't make sense. If Brian wasn't staring into the sun for that entire scene, then I don't know why the fuck he was crying. Dude, I don't know why. I, I, there isn't, but so did Gavin. He looked like he was crying too. <laughs> That's true. They all looked like they were crying. It was, it was weird television, but I was loving it. Absolutely loving I it. I also went to school with one of the guys I'll in tell you Gavin's what crew. Me. So did you. I tell you what else fucking yeah, I know, I know. I tell you who else really what else really annoys me about that show? When they're cutting them around in the car and I'm like, they're in fucking Vaucluse and then they're in Rose Bay and then they're in fucking North Sydney. Yes, I'm like, yes. why don't you just cut it together properly? Because they they bank on the fact that the majority of people watching it don't know where they are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I do and it really annoys me. Yeah. I don't know why it No, does, I get it. it. Fucks I get me it. Right There's up. many things, but I would say this. Don't worry too much about that. What I think we need to get to the bottom of yes. is why... 
the two heads of the Ray White group, 90 billion a year or whatever you say, why are they going on Lux Listings Australia? And is that a clout chase? Is there any other reason? You know what, Tom? I was thinking at the time, and it's like now that you've sort of brought it up again, it's become more and more confusing. Mm. They're not just in Australia. They're in like fucking a lot of other countries. I think they're in India and China and Singapore and fucking New Zealand, you know, Indonesia, etc. Don't hold me to those countries, but they're in a fuckload of them. Why are these two motherfuckers, especially Brian... Who's got to be into his 70s, is, well into his is 70s. Is Brian even watching TV anymore? What's Brian on there for? I'd be like, no thanks. Yeah, you know what, dude? No I'm, thanks. Nah, I'm, I'm du- sweet. I don't need Lux to go listing on. season two, you said, son? Yeah, it's not really my thing. Mm. Yeah. For, um, for, for Amazon Prime subscribers only? Also, like, what, what are the other like businesses in Ray White thinking? They're like, you are so clearly preferencing fucking Gavin over everyone else. Well, that too. That too. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, they're saying, oh, we need you to slow down because you're growing too quick, but then they're in reality on a show with him. Like Gassing counter, him the fuck up. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, well, obviously. I mean, oh, what shock horror reality show, not exactly what it seems. Uh, anyway, shout out to Lux Listings. Well, I will continue to watch it. Look, I, look, Gavin does fucking well. He does think, phenomenal numbers. Yeah, think, think he does great numbers. That we do know. He does great numbers. He's a good real estate agent. I also don't mind him on the show, but I just think all of those real estate agents who play that like... I think Simon Cohen comes across pretty well. Uh, is he the buyer's agent? Yeah. I had never even thought about buyer's agents existing until I saw that guy. And I was like, of course there would be those people. It's just Being like, a buyer's agent would be way better. That'd be way more fun. Buyer's agent, you just go out and go, what about this one? Oh, yeah, what about this I'm one? I'm pretty sure they make similar commission. Dude, buyer's agent is a ridiculous job. Hey, you're really rich and you need a house? Let me look for you. Yeah, I'll look for you. And then I'll take commission. Sorry, I just got to drive around and look at mansions all day. Sorry. I also like the chick, Delane. Delane? Yeah, Delane. Delane? Yeah, Delina? Delane. Delane. Delilah? It's good, though. What She's about good. the $18 million fucking penthouse in St. Leonard's? I'm like... Who in their right fucking mind would spend eighteen millions on a eighteen million on a penthouse in St. Leonard's? Yeah, that seems bizarre. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Again, if you haven't seen Lux Listing, then this last ten minutes probably hasn't made a lot of sense to you, but that doesn't matter. This is what it's about for us. I'll tell you what else, the one right around the corner from my house, Bellevue Hill, the one that was like a record. That's what kept pissing me off on the show going. They kept going like, the Sydney housing market is amazing at the moment. I'm like, for you motherfuckers, for real estate agents, it's amazing. But for everyone else, it's fucking atrocious. He's like, I can't wait for this. I don't want this to ever end. I don't ever want this to end. We all want this to end. For the fucking eight of you who are actually selling houses and making all the money, you sons of bitches. But there's one in Bellevue Hill where she was like, yeah, it was a new record for like cost per square foot. The house that they showed that it used to be was gorgeous. It was like a lovely old home turned into... It looks like a fucking weird, modern, like, spaceship, eggshell fuck. It was just disgraceful. And it's, mate, it's right next to a main road. And, and it, school and pay- crossings. And yeah. we, we drive past it every day. We're like, uh, excuse me, 18 million for this pile of no, shit? No, it was 20. Sorry, tw- it was 24. 24. <laughs> mate. Look, world's gone fucking mad. Shout out to Lux Listings. Shout out to Lux Listings, which we'll sport. probably be giving updates on every week from here on in. 100%. Make your peace with it, punters, dribblers. Start watching it so you can follow along. 
Shout out to Gavin Rubenstein and the, the tiny Rubenstein group. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app, you'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. Yep. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you follow on my prof is what I'm saying is daddy. They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style. Value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's no, but he's got it on, and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting So fucking, you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't went on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told and that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler so, doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's a problem. We've we've now uncovered. That you didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes, Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds. Fuck you, Tobler. Now you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season. We know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome.
you're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hello, Sport Shop. Now, whenever we talk rugby league on the show, it is thanks to our good friends at KO. Watch all rugby league on KO Live and ad-free during play. Play? Play? That's live and ad-free and uninterrupted during play. Now, Eddie. Let's go. Eddie, I don't know if you've um, been paying attention. Obviously, it's been a great weekend of rugby league, of sport generally. For those of you unaware, I did pick a perfect round. That's all eight games tipped correctly. Uh, not what, what not we're here to talk about. What was that pay? 19 something. something. What mine pay? Yeah, but I put it in the unit scooper. What mine pay? I got 19 but units. What mine pay that? You paid, you paid great. 28.33. Yeah, yeah. Give me some. Thanks. That'll give you about four units on about it. No, 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 28.33. It'll give you like four units. I, I'm getting like 19 units. Not the point though. What is the point? Aside from the fact that you and I clearly know our rugby league, have you seen the latest video to make its way onto the internet that shows two very intoxicated, allegedly, Brisbane Broncos players getting in a stink outside of KFC? Look, I've seen the video. I didn't realise it was a KFC. That's a nice cherry on top of the yarn. I think that as a community, even if it wasn't publicly acknowledged, we have been crying out for a, you know, another rugby league scandal. Mm. Just because they're so palatable. Yeah. They're so delicious. The season's needed one more than we realise, I think. More than we realise. And now that one's arrived on our doorstep of, you know, David versus Goliath, as it were, Mm. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to see it. It's it's fucking hilarious, is what it is. The, and now that you've told me that it was out the front of a KFC, yeah, it has another. It adds another oh, layer to it. Doesn't just it? another bow, baby. So I've been I've watched the video a few times. One thing that pains me greatly, pardon the pun, pardon the pun, was how short the video was. Like, why would you only film a small amount of that? Secondly is just the audio. I can't 100% make out what's being said, but I do, I'm pretty sure at one stage here, Payne say, don't step on my shoes. Which, is that what they're biffing about? Apparently Kelly said that. Oh, Kelly, Kelly said, why would I step on your shoes? Payne called Kelly a effing C, to put it in PC language. An effing C? So hang on, uh, let's unpack this. Are you saying that... Payne has accused Kelly of standing on his shoes and Kelly says, why would I stand on your shoes? Is that how this started? Do we think this is a biff over shoes, clean shoes? Is this a shoe-based biff? Now, if he's got new suede on... Or new TNs, I think Payne probably a TN operator. Suede TNs. New suede TNs. (laughs) Yes. I mean, look... Stranger shoes have been Stranger shoes created. have been worn. Yeah. I'm just trying to find out what would get Hayne going, uh, Payne going. Maybe if they're all white, freshly minted. They did look tans. all white. They looked all white. I can get that because once you get brand new white shoes that aren't leather scuffed, it's all over. Well, the countdown's basically on to when the shoes are fucked. You know, as soon as you get new white shoes, it's basically just a matter of time. Now, Payne here, it's, it really is David and Goliath. Payne has got him around the throat. Yes, he does. Bum bag, hat, white windbreaker. Albert Kelly, who I believe just broke his fucking Liz Frank bone 
in the last game. The Liz Frank. Yeah, the Liz Frank. Not to be mistaken with Liz's sister Anne. <laughs> um, no. Nothing to do with Anne. Nothing to do with Anne. Uh, I don't know what the fuck to make of this whole thing. It's grainy footage. You can, if you listen carefully, almost hear Albert Kelly. You know, like if you were to get choked and you start going like... Argh. I feel like you can hear that in Albert Kelly when Payne, like, throws him. You reckon you can... Yeah. Look, a couple of things. First and foremost, if you're going to film this, why wouldn't you film longer? You've gone to the effort of getting the camera out and going the big lift. Commit to it. Oh, this is longer than I've seen. No, it just keeps replaying. See? 24 seconds. Oh, no, this is longer than I've oh, seen. Oh, no. No, that was a replay. Why was it replaying? It might just be looped. Yeah, it is looped. Fox Sports do loop their videos from a um, time to time. But look, I mean, this is tough for the Broncos who started off. Who have the Broncos beaten this year? It's been nobodies, right? They beat the Bulldogs and... Well, they only won one game or they won two? No, they won the first two. Bulldogs and Cowboys? Uh, baby Rabbits first round, 11-4. Oh, that's right. They beat the Rabbitohs, a Latrellless Rabbitohs. Then they beat the Dogs. And they beat the dogs. Then, and then everyone thinks that they're about to win the comp. And then reality sets in and they, you know, they lose three they on the back to earth. And now you've got a Payne Haas, uh, a real Goliath figure, fighting David in Albert Kelly out the front of a KFC over what we can only determine to be scuffed shoes. I mean, not exactly what Kevy would be looking for. I ask myself this, Tom, and I'm only coming from the, this from the perspective of a guy who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Mm. And I think that we can all agree that outside of my ability to tip games so well that, you know, I'm drowning in units, Mm. I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. But for how long can the old 1990s, 2000s stalwart of Broncos players defend Kevy for? Before people just start going... Can this guy coach? Well, look, I mean, he has got him two wins this year and he... And they look good after that. Yeah, and he did play in a great era of rugby league. Which counts for something. Yes. I don't think we necessarily can blame Kevy for pain. I'm not blaming him for this. Pain of has form fame, of has threatened cops fame, and Albert Kelly of maybe has more form than pain fame. In fact, not maybe, does. I think he's been kicked out of the NRL and then he's been over in the Super League and he's ripped and teared over there. Now he's back. I don't know. The The Broncos have re-signed Kevy for 2023. So. I'm not coming from it from that perspective. Leave this aside. Okay. Payne of likes to throw down fame and Kelly of exactly the same fame. I'm not talking about that. Okay, you're talking about Kevy I'm just talking about them and the predicament they find themselves in after two good wins... They've, they've walked that into two pretty shit losses. Shitty shit losses. Who do they lose to? The Cowboys the and... Warriors. Cowboys and the Warriors. And to be fair, their next six games, they've got Roosters, then Panthers. Loss, loss. Then they've got the Bulldogs. Loss. Then they've got Sharks, loss. Bunnies, Manly. Loss. Loss. So they've loss. feasibly only got, at best, one win in six games. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be but three They should be the Dogs, realistically. How many? That's it. Three yeah. and fucking how many? One and seven, maybe? No, it'll be one in five for their next six, which will make it three and seven. Not good. Not good. Like, they needed to beat the Cowboys instead of losing by 30 points. And they needed to beat the Warriors instead of getting tailed up. Mm. Did they get tailed up? Can't remember. Yeah, 20 to six. No, yeah, they only just lost the Warriors. 
I tipped the Warriors because I got a perfect round. I tipped them as well. I fell asleep during that game. No surprises. Why? I didn't watch it, but I did tip a perfect round. Um, I mean, I don't know what to make of this. What do they do? Do they get fined? Probably. You don't suspend them for a bit of a KFC biff, do you? That's kind of rugby league. As far as the scandals go, it's not that bad. It just sort of... If the Broncos are winning every game, no one would give a shit. But because the Broncos don't win a lot of games, this will be turned oh, into I like the culture th- at the club. Well, that's what it will be turned into. I think people still would have cared that two teammates are fighting in a KFC, but yeah, they would have cared left if wins were, were rolling thick and plenty. Now, oh, I just want to know what this was about. Well, Albert stepped on his funny. shoes, dude. That's good. It's got to be you. You can't step on a man's shoes. Not we freshly minted. White but also, TNs. you know, there's probably like I'm not a shoe guy. I like shoes, but I'm not a TNs guy, right? Well, I wonder whether there's like some sort of cultural thing around the TN where it's like if you step on another man's TNs, then that is an act of street war. It's like stepping on someone's grave. Correct. But shoes. But shoes. Like you really insulted someone. Yes. If you step on my shoes, you insult me, especially if they're new, especially if they're suede. Something to think about, I don't know. Something to think about. Certainly something to think Certainly about. Certainly something to think about. Uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on this one. Punters and dribblers know that. Mm. No. Hmm. Oh, what? Does it, does, it, does, it, does it mean that one of them has to leave the club? Is this club not big enough for the two of us? Payne, obviously, looking for a million dollars. Albert Kelly, probably not getting anywhere near that. Is it like, it's him or me, bruh? Well, maybe, as in this, this town's not big enough for the both of us vibes. I get that. I believe Payne Haas was shopped around to the Bulldogs. And shopped? With his, well, his, his agent, oh, his, his million-dollar price tag, and was given the big nah bra. From the dogs? Well, I think I don't think he... Again, we've been over this last week with Campy. A million dollars is a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot, a lot of rugby lot. league coin. A lot of rugby league coin. Uh, in other trade news, Tom, while we're here... Mm. Harry Grant re-signs, Pappenhausen re-signs, and Jerome, Jerome Hughes. Hughes re-sign. And Xavier Co- Coates. Xavier and Coates. Xavier Coates re-sign. Yeah. There are a lot of really high-class re-signings. Mm. It does illuminate something for me, though, Thomas. Yep. Munster hasn't re-signed. No, because he's apparently they want him to take less... Where where do we think he lands? Oh, David? I mean, if he goes anywhere, he goes surely to fucking the dollies, the fish. Because the fish, I believe Ponga, at least Fox Sports reporting, Ponga going to nah, brother dollies, going to sign big, re-sign big with the Knights. Wants to finish his career, finishing 10th, 9th, 10th, 8th, 10th, 9th. Yeah, 10th. he obviously doesn't, he's not, um, Ponga not, not looking at sort of comps in his future, that's fine. No disrespect to him or the Knights, but that's just an absolute. Let me say this before you go any further. We are going to Newcastle this week, so if you're going there to watch the game, we're going to see you there. We're going to be there. Might be getting a stretch limo down to the game. Well, we might be getting one from Sydney all the way to Newcastle. Yes. And then dropping us at the hotel so we can go rip and tear. Yes. What else did I say? What did I say? The game. I was Same just being shit. specific. Yeah, right. You wanted to give them our itinerary specifically? Where? Yeah. What time are they picking us up? Three o'clock. Okay, right. What time do they foresee us getting Expected there? Expected to be getting there about five o'clock, punters and dribblers. Okay, so we so should be at the pub by 5.30. Do we have to check into the hotel first? I think we check in at five. We, we, we're at the door at 5.30. Okay. With our skates on. Yep. We'll be ripping. We'll be tearing. We get to the game probably 7.45. Right before kickoff. Have we got tickets? No, we haven't. No, we've we got haven't. a box. Do we want a box? Well, I was thinking maybe Pride's dad could give us those ones that he bought. Well, isn't Pride's dad going to be there? 
Yeah, but he wouldn't have all the seeds. He'd take their brother's seeds. Yeah, okay. Look, we're making assumptions about we where are. we'll be sitting, but it doesn't really matter, does no, it? No, it doesn't. We'll be there, we'll be square. Anyway, Ponga, potentially staying with the Knights. What I thought was interesting, did you see that Luke Brooks is apparently going to be getting over a million dollars next year at the Tigers? Yeah, yeah, 1.1. 1. 1. Now, I think that would be like a back-ended situation. Yeah. As opposed to him having re-signed for 1.1 a season. Agreed. But the fact that Luke Brooks of Madge reckons he'll play for Australia fame Mm. is getting $1.1 million in the year of 2023. There's something wrong with that situation. Yeah. There's something wrong with that situation. I think it's... Look, this is a a beautiful place to, to segue into the Thursday night game. Yep. The Titans took on the Tigers... I'm not joking. If you watch this game, you would have to agree. It was probably the worst game of rugby league I've ever watched. It's the worst game of rugby league I've ever played. Which made it one of the best because it was so shit. It that became it was, one became of the best. It became a joke. Only as it was getting to the later stages of the game did it then start becoming good. Because it was like, okay, I want to get through this thing without scoring a try. I just want this to be 6-2 penalty-a-thon a la rugby union is there anything weaker and that sums up the tigers more than being up four two and taking the two it was the most astonishing decision i've ever seen in my entire life that was the most beta shit i've ever seen if you're a tigers fan and you're watching that game like i don't think there's ever been a more pathetic decision on a football field ever and i'm saying there have been it's not like there have been beta teams for years Spoon winners, back-to-back spoon winners, whatever. Loser teams through throughout the, through the, the ages, annals so. of history. Through the ages, yeah. That's got to be the most soft-cocked, limp-dicked decision I've ever seen. We'll it, take the two. It was fucking pathetic. 4-2, all penalties. We'll take the two, please, sir, to make it 6-2. That was Madge's call, I believe. Now, <laughs> what are you what are you score. banking on, Madge? Are you banking on getting another penalty to push it out to eight two? Are oh. you assuming that no one's going to score a try in this fucking shit show? Of but game? like on full time, they score that try. Who put the kick in? It was one of the shittest kicks of all time. Gets lucky, hits the post. It was a shit ass kick. It would have gone. It, made, it probably would have gone dead on the full. It, it was, was a shocking. horrible kick. And then the guy goes belted, drop the ball. Spills the seed, ball comes free, Titans score a try, ice the game, 8-6, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming, my tip's, you know, perfect round. But, like, the, the reality is this. If you are going to play so pathetically, so embarrassingly with a decision like that to go up 6-4 with a penalty, you are, you are inviting disappointment into your life. Mm. There's no other way that that game could have gone. The moment they took the two, it was all over for the Tigers. It yep. was all over. It was done. You the rugby league gods don't smile favourably upon soft cockery. No, they don't. They, In fact, they despise soft cockery. It goes against everything they believe. Yep. This is the rugby league gods. Uh, have you heard the, f- heard the saying, fortune favours the brave? Yeah. I'm starting to feel sorry for Madge as well. Obviously, oh, when, when he was misty-eyed in the box at the end of the game, yeah. if you saw that and, and didn't feel sorry for him, you weren't human. You I was trying human. to work out whether he he looked like he had those uh, Gavin Rubenstein eyes from, you know, looked like he was crying. I was like, is this legit or is this a trickery? 
No, I think that was as opposed to Lux listing season two when Brian and Gavin look like they're crying. I think he was crying. Okay, because they've now gone four wins on the four losses on the trot. They are. I don't know what they're paying with the bookie to win the spoon, but they'd be fucking short. Like, he was dragged into the board last year to sort of explain himself. He was given another chance. He's probably... The, the, the weight of the moment and the situation he's in, I think, was like coming to a realisation when he's in the box after another crushing defeat. I think it was sort of like... That's it where it was all him. melting in, you know. What are you two fucking? Uh, thanks to Tommy Tobler and his odds here, showing me Tigers are paying a dollar seventy two for the spoon. Oh, sure. yeah, sure. I'd st- I'd be looking at some value around the Broncos. What I will say though is that with the Tigers, right? They've been so shit for so long, and their side, arguably on paper, does not have a single premiership winning player in there at least and what I mean is some of them like Tamo has won one but not a single player in that side will win a premiership almost on current form at what point and we say this all the time like maybe it's not goddamn Madge's fault he's trying to push shit up a hill you think it's a cattle problem it's a cattle problem it's a back of house problem it's 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 an everything problem like, now, when you see how shit they are, you're like, damn, who the fuck signed off on Tales of Tiger Town? Who thought that was going to be a good idea? Madge was asked about it. He goes, yeah, I wouldn't do it again. You're like, what? Who, who fucking allowed that to go through? That's ridiculous. You guys are the worst side in the comp, and you want a documentary made about it? Well, in fairness to them, they weren't the shittest time in Side in the comp when they agreed to They it. were pretty close. They've Edward. always been pretty fucking close, Tom. I'll agree with that. I'm not going to deny that fact. It's a simple fact. They just find themselves in a kind of a position. I mean, Tim Sheens has come. They've got Coruscant coming. They've got Papa Lee coming. Like, their, their improvements on the current situation. Tim Sheens was sacked as coach in the, in the span of 2011. Yeah, a long time sacked. ago. Right, but what I find crazy in this world... Oh, was that he was sacked? He was sacked because he wasn't up to it. They needed a change. They needed this. And then it's like, oi, you know what would be a good idea? Let's remake Ghostbusters. Let's let's do the same thing we did before. Like, it's just... You know what I mean? Let's do Ocean's Eleven, but with chicks. Like, it, let's just... Why wouldn't you just fucking try something else? What's Tim Sheen's... No disrespect to Tim, who is, like, credentials in rugby league... Uh, undeniable. I think it's impressive that he's got Coruscant and Papa Lee together. Go there, there. That's a good point. That's all I'm saying. Like, without him, where are they? They don't have anyone. I wonder whether that's the thing where, like, now they've got Coruscant, Papa Lee, they just need to, like, grit their teeth and get through this fucking season. But you'd be concerned, though, right, because the Bulldogs, who got the spoon last year have signed Matt Burton and Addo Carr and Tavita Pangai Jr. and Red Marnie on. comes next year and Kikau comes next year. Like, there's some pretty elite fuckers that are starting to find their way to a struggling club and then you'd be looking at that going, well, hang on, how are we keeping up here? Yeah, how, how are they able to get to the dogs and we weren't able to get any of them? Apparently they turned down Tavita Pangai Jr. and Dale Finucan. Like, what? 
Anyway, it's look, crazy. Look, we're not bashing the Tigers. We're concerned for them. We're roughing them up and we're concerned. We're cons- a good friend is honest with good friends. You That's know right. I mean? Sometimes you've got to sit down and tell it how it is. Don't hold any punches and just go, listen, bro, you, you stink. You stink. And the quicker that you, f- you know, come to terms with that, the better it's going to be for you. We'll be able to find a, a shower big enough to wash away the stench. That's right. Maybe a gurney. So shout out to that Thursday game. Comfortably the worst game I've seen in 10 years. Yeah, um, probably ever, Eddie. I think if it's been in 10 years, it's ever. You know what? I'm going to say it and I'm going to agree with you. It's yeah. the worst game of footy I've ever seen yeah. ever in my, in ever, my entire life. the worst life. game of rugby league ever. So congratulations to the Titans for the Tigers for now holding that mantle deep within my heart. Yeah. I think we should quickly just scoot through the games and arrive at 5 p.m. Saturday? 5, 5, 530, 5, 5, 30, 5, 5, 30, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, one point win in the torrential driving rain over a very, very sharp Bulldogs. Outfit. Very sharp. We go to a, to Mudgy and the naysayers are everywhere. There couldn't have been more naysayers nay, in the weekend. Nay, they were naying and they were saying. And they were naying and they were saying. And the chorus of manly naysayers couldn't be louder. Oh, you fucking stink. You're rubbish. You're going to win the spoon. Flat track, boys. Oh. Raiders are fucking good this season. Raiders are going to finish above Manly. Newcastle are going to finish above Manly. Shut your fucking mouths. You're all, you're all talking shit. Yeah. Manly gets out there. DC plays the best game I've seen him play in five years. The best kicking, the best individual kicking performance in the history of rugby league is what some people are saying. That's what some, mate, he was... 40-20-20-40, drop goals, fucking high bombs, grubbers, mate, set restarts. 2040s, 40-20s, you name it, baby. You name it, it was done. Yeah. Like, it was so impressive. Some of those floaters he put up into the howling wind. Into the, into the, the, uh, the atmosphere, the stratosphere. Orbit. Orbit, Tom? Sure. Orbit. I'll go with Orbit. He was great. Foran was great. Josh Alloy was great. Josh Alloy, eh, bro? Welcome back. Thanks we missed for... that motherfucker. Oh, and it was clear to all in sundry. When I saw him pounding the sniffing salts before game, I'm like, okay. Oh, this man's ready to rip and tear. Okay. We Josh is go here. forward. Josh is here. Josh is ready to fuck. When you see a man pounding sniffing salts into the earth, yeah. and those things are fucked up, but he's given it a good old hoove. I'm yeah. like, okay, this bloke's ready to play rugby league football bar at the elite level. I think they were. Whatever, dude. He was sniffing them. I think Those it was salts. bar salts, dude. Whatever. Uh, but I, I think that's... I think Was that's, that even more impressive? Yeah, it's more impressive, dude. Okay, sure. Bar salts will send most people fucking loopy. Not Josh. No, 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 no. Josh goes, oh yeah, give me some bathies. That gets him back to neutral. Yeah. And then I'm just going to go and run over the top of people. And run over them he did. Kieran Foran looked good. Again, he's, he's, he's touching the football more, Tom, and I like to see it. Now, listen, you and I, of we get rugby league fame, obviously I tipped around. I don't want to go on about it. But you had a 28-watt multi on this game? $28.33. I said at the start of the show, uh, start of about even last week, Wednesdays, punters and dribblers, if you're not watching it, then... Quite frankly, you can't be helped. Uh, I was bullish on my boy, Ruben Garrick, scoring the first try. Why? Because Manly loves run and seed 
down the left edge. Mm. That's where we like to score our fucking meat pies. Until Morgan Harper scored the second try of the game down the right side, that was the only try we'd scored down the right side all season. So we love the left. I saw it. I predicted it. I saw it in my mind's eye, like Nostra, not much like Nostradamus. Mm. I saw Ruben Garrett crossing the chalk, eight bucks. Thanks for coming. Manly winning 13 plus over a very ordinary Raiders outfit, missing a lot of stock. So why they weren't, why 13 bucks wasn't paying, why plus 13 wasn't paying fucking a dollar one? Mm. I won't. I'm, well, I they don't get rugby league. Well, yeah. they don't get rugby league. And then all I had to do was sprinkle a little Tommy Turbo over the top of that thing, and I got $28.33. It was literally never in doubt. No. I basically had the same bet, except I was unfortunate. Not the first try scorer. Didn't have first try scorer in there, but I did have Manly 13+. plus. I had Ruben, I had Tommy, and I had Dylan Walker, who, had he not been injured in that game, would have also scored. Yes, he would have. Had he not been injured. Had he not been injured. So that was a bad beat for me. It was a very bad beat, but that's fine. Manly got the win. I don't care. What's just good to know, Eddie, is that we're starting to get the fucking mojo back, the wheels, they're turning. They are a turning. I would like Mate, to, and you know. we still don't have Josh Schuster out there. Still don't have Josh Schuster. We still can't seem to fucking catch a ball or finish a set. So it's good that we're still winning ugly. Sometimes you've got to win ugly before you can win. Honest and true. And hot. And hot. We've always said that. Mm. I'll say this. Obviously, again, to reiterate Tom's words, we will be going to McDonald Jones Stadium this Thursday night to rip and tear. If you want to come come say good day, you just have to come find us. I think Newcastle's in big fucking trouble. I think that people got high on their own supply and started smelling their own farts early in the season. Like, mate, you don't win the comp in fucking March. But that's very... It's very Newcastle, and you think about a Newcastle... Uh, they thought as they were going to win the comp. They're like, we're going to win the comp. They've now. been starved of any success. They've had... They had three... They had ba- triple fucking spoons, Eddie. Like, they have started... So, it's, to them, a couple of early season wins is, oh, shit, we're off to the big dance. It's like, no, dude, that's not how rugby league's played. Obviously, you don't get it. We do. Clearly, we do. I picked the fucking round. But... I'm just saying, right, if you are the Knights, they think that they're going to win it after two bloody games. We're going to get, we're going to head down there and pound them in their backyard. Newsflash, dickheads. You can't win the comp in March. It's one in September and October, baby. We know that. Manly gets that. You've forgotten that. It's been too long between drinks for you guys. You've forgotten when to win comps. Yeah. You don't win them at the start of the year. You guys haven't won a grand final in 20 years. I think you're in big, 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 big trouble this Thursday big, night big, against the resurgent big, manly side. Big, big, big Looking trouble. for blood in the water. We're going to embarrass you on a Thursday night in your hometown. How's I, that feel? I feel like I'm talking exclusively to Michael Pride here. I wish he was here so I could just fucking lay him out. Yeah. Because he doesn't get rugby league. No, he doesn't. And I think it annoys him no end that Tom and I get rugby league. Yep. Uh, and he doesn't. Well, I think he's always sort of, and for those of you that don't know, Michael Pride, a professional gambler on about even number one being show in the country in the world. A different. He... He doesn't handle the fact that he doesn't get rugby league. You know what I mean? He tries to talk himself around and, yeah, I get rugby league. He doesn't get rugby league. And that, I think, burns him deep within his soul that he is, you know, he's always, I think he's identified as a person who gets rugby league. He then, you know, we sort of, much like we have with Dio Dave, we've sort of taken this 
you know, injured little bird from the side of the road and we've nursed him and helped him become like a fully fledged human being. And now he's, you know, getting recognised at every pub in Paddington. He thought that he was a big rugby league guy. Now he realises he's not and he doesn't know how to make sense of who he is. Well, he may well have been a big fish in a small pond. Now he's in the big pond. He's a small fish. Mm. And tiny. Tiny fish. He's more like a tadpole. He's a Rubenstein fish. Yeah. He needs to come to terms with that on his own time. Yeah. Because I don't have time. No, we don't have time. We've nursed you as far. We've got you as far. We got you, we got you to the big pond. Yep. Now you've got to grow as your own fish. That's right. So shout out to Manly, Manly 113 Plus. Uh, yes, we shout did. out to Manly. I wanted to draw, Tom, your attention, if I may, just quickly to a couple of real standout performers for the weekend. Yep. Eddie's standout performers for the Eddie's weekend. Eddie's standout performers for the weekend is this segment. Yep. That's what the segment will be called for this From, week. Yep. And then next week, we'll probably forget to do it. Yes, we will. Uh, I'm going to start with a guy named Ryan Pappenhausen, who is a terrific young footballer. Tom. Yeah, he is a terrific young footballer. He is a terrific young footballer. He doesn't give a fuck, brah. He runs... With such purpose, it mm-hmm. turns me on. He would be, what, 78 kilos dripping wet? Yeah, I'd think and so. And he just throws his bod into the line with reckless abandon. And i got to tell you, it it turns me on. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable saying, I'll put my hand up. Yeah, fuck yeah, it turns me on. Uh, and so it should, Eddie. It should turn you on. That's that, the thing. It should turn you on. he got that mullet in full flight. He's got that fucking wispy little mo going on, bro. Yeah. No, you know he's, I mean? mate, he's a performer. And he performed four tries. Against the Dogs, who seem to not be... They were great last week. They were one of the best teams in the comp last week. I don't know if they got players out or something like that. Well, they like a wet track, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like a wet track, Dogs buddy. struggle in dry conditions. Well, the, I, you know what? I don't think the Dogs brought their boot polish right. on the weekend, which right. is a concern. The other concern I'll have... Um, obviously, I don't hold any resentment whatsoever. I'm not bitter whatsoever, whatsoever towards Trent Barrett. I think he's a great bloke. Yeah, sure. Very attractive. Mm. That's undeniable. What is up for debate? I think you could debate it. If this was Q&A, you could probably debate it. Right. Can Trent coach? Don't know. I'll Left take that as say, a comment. To, yeah, it's a comment. It's a comment. It's, it's a question a comment. and it's a comment. My other player for two players that stood out and performed really well for me over the weekend and turned me on... You're not going to get this out of me very often, but I'm going to say it because I need to be honest with the punter and the dribbler. Mitch Moses was really mm. fucking hot yesterday. Yep. Mitch Moses was fucking hot yesterday. Those eels play good. Now, look. Did you see that Bryce Cartwright flick pass? Did I see it? That was horny, horny they rugby They showed league. it five times and it was fucking, yeah. it was still 5-2 few. Yeah, no, that was horny rugby league at its absolute horniest. Fuck, it was horny. Out the back, Mitch, but Mitch read it as well. He yeah. knew what was going on. Yeah. He's like, bro, I'm here, I'm ready. I'm ready for this thing. Yeah, I like the Eels. I like them in terms of the way they play. They play a good brand of footy. Now, they won't they, win the comp and that's fine, but they do play a great brand of footy. Very watchable. Look, if this is an evidence that Tom and I are nothing but honest when we talk rugby league football, then me gassing up the eels should be all the fucking proof you need. Yeah. Mitch Moses was so goddamn Dude, Dylan Brown was good. Dylan Brown's little bah, off the left. I'm like, is that, was that Freddie? Dylan Brown was like, oh, where the fuck was this last year, Dill? This is almost like a missing ingredient for the Eels here. Like, Mate, literally thought it was Freddie Fittler when he went off that left through the line. I'm like, oh, damn. That was that's, hot that's, stuff. That's, I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen Dylan looking that hot since he was in the stalls. 
What, like, let's be honest though, it's a great point you make about Dylan and his store work. Maybe he's trying to fucking, you know, recapture that sort of power and ferocity. But what is hotter than a half stepping and going clean through the line? There's not much hotter, already. I can't think of anything that's much hotter than a half just stepping clean through the line and going through for a try. Untouched. Untouched. Um, but the eels looking good. Shout out to the eels. Eels look great. But as always, we must use a little caveat. You don't win comps no, in March. No, you don't win comps in March. You don't and win them in April either. And the eels don't win comps. If so. they play like that in September, then maybe you start to say to yourself... Is the sun about to explode? Is the sun about to explode? And are we all about to die? Mm. I'd actually... If they bring that sort of form to September... I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to get fucking scared. Well, no, I think that's when you start doomsday prepping. You know, you start like you. I'm going to go up into the mountains, dude. I'm going to start stockpiling food, cans. I'm going to buy guns, ammunition, bullets, water, and I'm going to start digging a fucking a hole up there. But what you need though with doomsday prepping is like a shipping container or a couple, and then you need to sink them below the surface. As I said, I'm going to go up there and be digging. Yeah, we got to get digging. Well, you know what? It's probably worth just doomsday prepping generally. Sure, but I think we can both acknowledge that you and I won't doomsday prep until we see the U.S. ripping and tearing in September. Yeah, right. Then I'll be concerned. But the thing is, I'm concerned, Eddie, about having to doomsday prep within a month. We well, we could do it. Look how quickly we turn this place around. Yeah, true. Ready to rock this whole place. Um, Just work, on yeah. um, Eddie's two players that he's mentioned here for his lovely segment, Pappenhausen and Mitchell Moses combined scored more points than every losing team this weekend combined. See, look, I'm tapped in. Mm. I'm tapped in. I didn't know that coming in here that my two players to keep an eye on and that really throbbed and like got my dick hard this week's segment. I didn't know that. Yeah, what got Eddie me. hard over the weekend? That was what that segment was. Um, what, how many points did they score? Uh, Pappenhausen got 28 and Moses got 24. I'm pretty sure Pap got like almost 200 Supercoat points. Yeah, I think he did. I didn't captain him. I captained Nico because his hair's usually <laughs> so wet. Oh, he did pretty well. And he only as well, got though. 44 points, really let me down. Now, two things in rugby league before I'm prepared to bow rugby league. This is a personal thing. And, you know, unless you've got something else. Back to the Tigers, real quick. And I do apologize to do this to them. But did you see that they made. Jackson Hastings buy his own flight and accommodation up to Brisbane or the Gold Coast? Yes, I did. How? Well, supposedly How? they have look, this is what I read. So I'm just I'm just gonna pad your question with the official line. Yeah, the party the, line. The party line, and then we can discuss the party line. So I read that supposedly if you aren't in the 17 or 19, I suppose, or like the fucking playing squad then their policy is that you don't travel with the side and flights and shit aren't paid for. That's the, the official policy. That's just a club policy. It's a club policy. So it's not an NRL-wide edict or mandate that you can't fly other players up. I believe it's a club policy clearly to save money. So Tigers don't want to break out the wallet necessarily for... Uh, their main playmaker to go up and watch the game, potentially run his eye over the attack or give some fucking help or, you know, what about this? Yeah, like, look, where were they flying to? To town? Gold Coast. Or Gold Coast? Look. How fl- much to fly to Gold Coast, Dave? 50 bucks. Just just get just get flights to Gold Coast and put it on a Thursday or on a Tuesday. No, no, no. Literally, I reckon you could do 
50 bucks there, 50 bucks back, 50 bucks for a trundle bed. That's 150 bucks. They couldn't afford $150. We're literally getting a stretch limousine to Newcastle. And they can't afford Jackson Hastings. They're fucking seven or six. How much? $106. Non- That's round trip. That's round trip. Is that back? That's that that round says round trip. That's 106 bucks round trip. So the 150 stands up. You, well, a trundle bed's probably at what, best. What, 45 bucks at, for a trundle? At best. You're adding it to another one's room. You put him. Maybe 30 bucks. Maybe it's You put him at the edge of, Mad, of Madge's bed. Put him at the end. Maybe 130 bucks. Instead, Jackson's had to pay for it himself, and you wonder why the Tigers are where they're at. What a fucking joke. Mortifying. Um, the last one is, and I just, you know, the great Brett Stewart's had his fucking Instagram hacked uh, by crypto punks, and I'm feeling bad for him, and I just want everyone to fucking cut Brady some slack because Brady's obviously seen on someone else's story, I made 150K without doing anything in crypto. Click here to find out how. Brady obviously, I mean, who doesn't want to make 150K without doing anything off crypto? Well, Brett's a smart guy and he sees an opportunity and he pounces. Yeah. I can't knock a bloke for wanting to make a fucking quick buck. No, off crypto without having to do much. And then accidentally getting hacked and now they've got control of Brett's account. I don't know how. Instagram, if you're watching, Brett Stewart one might be his handle. I don't know. But let's get Brady his account back, please, because he is like posting screenshots of bank statements and shit right now. And I just wanted to get back to Brady being Brady and Brady doing Brady stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. We want to get back to Brett posting old videos of him. Being the king of Brookie, yeah, the prince of Brookie, prince of Brookie, fucking scoring tries with reckless abandon, yeah, what seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven tries a game, yeah, yeah, you know, free Brett, free Brett, please, um, free Brett, please, free Brett, is that that's rugby league? Shout out to our friends at Ko, fuck Ko is good, they are fucking good. Yep. I'm sorry for swearing, but God, they get me going every game live, ad free during play. <laughs> Like, yeah, bruh. They've got the best minds in the business, the best commentators in the business, the best callers in the business, the best graphics in the business, the best cameras in the business. It's all good stuff, baby, every game. If you love your rugby league, right? If you love your rugby league, if you've got a team that you Do support... Do you love your rugby league? If Listen here. If you love your rugby league and you don't have KO, what in fuck are you doing? Oi. What are you doing? It's 25 bucks a month. It's nothing. Switch on. And it's Switch not, on. It's not just rugby league. You get all the rugby league shows, your Matty John shows, your NRL 360, your Mayo Man Buzz Rothfield. Where else do you get to see a man excrete mayonnaise? You also get AFL and F1. And netball. There you go. Super netball. And a plethora of other shit. Now, other shit. Cricket. Go to KO. Make smart decisions. Stop making me yell because you're annoying me. Yeah. Shout to KO. I uh, don't have shitloads more already. I'm sure you may. But um, Alyssa Healy is a real motherfucker. Yeah. Thank God you brought it up, Tom, because if you didn't, I was sure as shit going to. 170 off 140, 30 something ish seeds in a World Cup final mm. is no joke. No, she's a serious bit of gear when it comes to swinging the willow 
Dude, there was like ramps, cuts, pulls, slogs. She was throbbing, throbbing for the nation. And when the nation, you know, when it comes to cricket World Cup finals, the nation, you know, we our history is proud and true and long and hard. And we get it. True, we get it. We get it. We we know how to win. Now, if we see a pom in front of us, we're like, whoop, dispose of that. Oop, whoop, is that a pom? Uh, I'm hungry. Uh, I'm starving. I'm absolutely ravenous. If you put a pom in front of me, dude. It's all over. I'm obviously talking... Gobbling a palm. Gobbling a palm up. That's what the ladies did yesterday. Fucking dominated. Posted 356. Like, good luck to the English chasing that. They had one... The English had one bright spark uh, whose name I have intentionally forgotten um, who did her best to chase them. Uh, She got 140-ish. But... Hey, babe, 140 sounds like a shitload less than 170. It is a shitload less. It's a fuckload less. And we also had our other two girls at the top of the order. So Alyssa opened with... Rachel Haynes. Rachel Haynes, who got 68. Yeah. And then... Beth Mooney came in. Beth Mooney, and she got another 62. Yeah. How many, how many World Cups has Meg Lanning won now? Have to be a fuckload. Was it? the last one they won at the MCG when Katy Perry played? Was that the, was that the World Cricket World Cup? Was no, that, that T20? Was, that was T20. Which I'm pretty sure Alyssa Healy fucking dominated as well in that game. But now she has the most runs by any female at a Cricket World Cup to go with her husband, lover, significant other, Mitchell Whiteball Workstark, who has the most wickets at 27 ever taken at a Cricket World Cup. That's Mm -hmm. quite a partnership. Yeah, dude. If they don't have a Yao Ming-esque cricket prodigy child, I'll be disappointed. And I think the nation will be disappointed. I see great things for that child's future. Great cricketing things. Yeah. I mean, or just sporting, I guess. You know, like I heard Alyssa getting interviewed uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think on SEN radio. Mm -hmm. Her and Mitch have a, like... Their prized possession, they've got like a trophy room which would fucking, you know, make your eyes water. But their prized possession is, what's it called, Healy and Stark? Steely? It's called the Steely Cup. Stark Healy. And it's a golf tournament they have. And I hear them, I heard her talking about how she's, I don't know how it exactly works, but she's basically up 2-1 in the Stark Healy, the Steely Cup. So they play each other. Yeah, they play each other. And I was just, it got me thinking like, I could think, I, I couldn't think of anything that's probably like the last thing to ever happen than me and Steph having a rolling golf competition. And it be your prize possession. Yeah. Steph would probably fucking divorce me if I was like, hey, let's start a golf comp. Yeah, because I just want to dominate. Well, I probably wouldn't dominate that much. I'd dominate a little bit, but just the idea, like... And the I mean, idea of it. I'm not yeah. passing any judgment. There's nothing to be judged here. It's whatever you want to do, whatever your relationship is. And obviously... They're both athletes, so they probably like to fucking get a bit of golf in them on their free time. But she's winning. See, that doesn't surprise me. She's fucking, she's out of control, Tom. She's the batter in the family. And she's the batter in the family. She's the keeper, hand eye out of control. Like, you know, it makes sense. It certainly makes sense. How many's Meg won, David? Um, I think this is only her second. 
Uh, she won the 2013, and then I think England won the last ODI World Cup. Yuck. Bastards. Because there'd been a bit of a break in between drinks COVID-related, I think. Australia's won quite a few, though, haven't we? How many is that now for Australia? Oh, I'll tell you in a Women's sec. World Cups. Yeah. Um, Australia has won... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, so right. we won this. England won 2017. We won 2013. England won 09. And we won 05. And then it goes back more. And then we just won 22. Seven World Cups for Australia. So we've got the most in the men, the most, most in, the in the women. women. We've got the number one wicket taker in the men. We've got the number one run scorer in the women. You know, we're fuck. We're a dominant country. We just beat Pakistan in we the just beat Pakistan test in Pakistan. series. Yeah, I know we didn't win the one day series, but we don't care. Fucking who gives a shit? No one gives it's a not shit. a World Cup. It's not a World Cup year, or was it a T Twenty? That was that fifty hours. No, yeah, that was fifty hours. Yeah, so who gives a shit? Mate, we got another T Twenty World Cup this year, which we will win. Which we're going to go back to back. So life's good. Where life's great. How good's life if you're an Australian cricket Dude, fan? Dude, if you're an Australian cricketer, Australian cricket fan, life could not be better. Life, life is, is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Life is gorgeous. Life is incredible. Alyssa Healy is... We've got, like, some seriously good women's cricketers in the sense of, like, oh, well done, Tom. But at some point someone was probably saying that Elise Perry is the greatest female cricketer of all time. Is, where does Alyssa Healy sit on that? Where's our bloody skipper Meg Lanning sit there? Beth Mooney ripping and fucking tearing. Do we have like the greatest female cricketers of all time just in this one side? Who was the who was the uh, lady? I've, apologies for getting her name. She was swinging the fucking thing a mile last night. Oh, oh the ball! Yeah, uh, dude. She started off the innings. Yeah, bro. What? She was was that Talia McGrath? Yeah, it could have been McGrath. Well, it's not a McGrath. Oh, but but I know. I actually don't think it is now that I say that because I just heard the name. But she was she was it was, she was like, hooping them. They were moving. Oh, they were hooping, bro. They were moving. They were hooping, mate. You like that sort of swing? You don't even see the men's game. Like, no. holy shit, that thing was hooping. I wonder if it swings more like the like if the, if anything to do with like if you're not bowling it as quick, maybe it is more. Uh, Hoopy loopy Yeah maybe you can swing a bit more And I mean Why am I basing that on anything I'm not I'm just saying things But well, Maybe but, that's the know, case That's what you come here for To listen to people say things Yeah But yeah To Tom's point before They kept saying it during the commentary When we were batting That like Our openers Alyssa Healy Rachel Haynes When they finally got Haynes out They were just like There is no reprieve for England They're like Our whole batting lineup. You had Beth Mooney Ash Gardner Meg Lanning Talia McGrath And then Elise Perry Batting out like seven yeah. at the bottom of our batsmen. Yeah, like and she's ridiculous. one of the greatest batsmen we've ever had. Yeah. Woman, batswoman. She, could, she could just put her feet up and did absolutely nothing, and she didn't need to. And but, she, but she came in and still jagged like 15, 20 runs, just yeah, like just fucking quick. around at yeah. the end. Just cheap runs. Yeah. Cheap, easy, pattern runs. Fucking oath. It's just good to see. Life yeah. is good. Life is good. And we did it beating the Poms, who suck so much, Eddie. Look, the reality is this, Thomas, my old mate. If they didn't cheat when the World Cup was in their own backyard and rob, rob New the Zealand. beloved New Zealanders of their rightful victory, then they wouldn't have won a fucking thing. No. Ever. They'd be winless losers. Instead, they stole one off. They had to steal one. Off us Kiwis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Disgraceful. Now, as we move on, 
you and I were speculating wildly about the future of Ash Barty as she does bail on tennis. Well, wild speculations where you and I do our best work. Yeah, we like to speculate and we like to make sure that when we do, it's wild. I saw a tweet. Yep. Uh, yesterday, on Twitter, funnily enough. Uh, that I am just trying to find here for the punter and the dribbler. This is from Tim Thwaites1. Ash Barty won the Saturday Ladies Tournament at Brookwater yesterday. Handicap 2.8. Prize money 30 bucks. So, obviously the prize money's changed a little bit for Ash, but she's out there getting around on the course. Do we see a future in golf for Aussie Ash? She's only 25. Mm. Is that correct? Playing off two point eight again. She, a, a Ash Barty, f- like, like again, like this isn't this is this shouldn't be coming as like fresh news to the punter and the dribbler. Ash Barty is wildly fucking talented. Her hand eye is off the fucking charts. Mm. I'm not surprised she's playing off two point eight. Probably barely fucking playing any golf at all. She'll she'll nip that down well below zero now that she's got a lot more time on her hands. And I her boyf. And the, boy, and the boy, Liverpool fan boy, is who right. actually they met at the Brookwater Golf and Country Club in 2016. Oh, so they're Brookwater oh, royalty. They're Brookwater royalty. Did they royalty. get married at the Brookwater Club? They're not married yet. They're yeah, engaged. They're well, that's where they're getting married. On the 18th, I can guarantee you they're getting married there. Does she come down the 18th in a golf cart and he's standing on the green? Yeah, I think so. And the the fucking the, the and one uh, of the wedding photos is them both hitting fucking driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also the the celebrant is in like caddies, full masters caddies whites. Correct, and you can also bet your last dollar that their uh, gender reveal will be them hitting like golf balls, hitting or golf balls, a yeah. Color. Oh, look at him here, God! He's. I mean, you couldn't be have two better dressed individuals in the photo we're looking at so on our huge TV. That was actually the second time she's won the Brookwater Golf Women's Tournament. She won in 2020 as well. Probably the last time she competed. And there's, like yeah, I think is. so. And there's a few nice quotes here in the Fox Sports article. Tiger Woods said about her after he saw her swing at an exhibition event. He goes, she's got a great swing. Are you kidding me? Um, and uh, some, down, Tiger. some amateur champion, Louis Dobelar or something, who won the men's championship on the same day, was asked whether Barty could turn professional. And he said, she's got all the tools if she wants to pursue it. I've seen quite a lot of golfers come from different sports and she's the one that stands out most by far. Well, listen, I don't want to disrespect two-time Queensland amateur champion, Louis Dobelar, but... You don't even fucking deserve to sit next to her in the shitters, mate. <laughs> I think she'll start telling you what she wants to do. Yeah, yeah. Two-time Queensland amateur champion Louis Dobler. Look, Louis Dobler, Louis D. I don't think that Ash will be taking advice from you, big fella. Stay in your fucking yeah. lane. Oh, you think she could turn pro? Thanks. Now maybe she will after you've just filled her with all the confidence or whatever. You shut up, mate. Why don't you Aussie Ash can do whatever the fuck she wants. Let Aussie Ash be, you know... Be Aussie Ash. Be Aussie Ash, that's right. I think, Tom, if I'm to take a guess, I think she gets married at the Brookvale or the Brook... Brookwater. Brookwater to, you know, the doting, doting hubby. What's his name again? Gary? Gaz LFC90. Gaz LFC90. I think that they... Will she change her name to Ash LFC90? Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't think, think she does. She's she a, she's a, I think she probably would for like government documents and shit, but she'll still be Ash Barty for like. Yes, she'll still be Aussie Ash to us. Aussie Ash Barty to everyone else, but she will be Ash LFC90. That's right. I think that they'll probably pump out a couple of kids. 
she was to keep cleaning up the club champs. And then I think she, she comes out and goes, you know what? I'm trying to play on the LAPGA. And she'll yeah. go win the fucking... She'll probably win every major there is to win. Yeah, sure. I'm 28. I've had two kids. Gala, Gaz LFC 90 now on the tour as well. I've given him some time. Yep. And yep. now we're both just... We're a power couple. I can afford to do whatever I want. I think we see her on the LGPA. LGPA. LPGA. LPGA. LGBTPA. Correct. That's where I think we see her in the fullness of time. But for right now, Tom, we just need Aussie Ash to enjoy a bit of quiet time, a bit of downtime. Yep. And then she'll come back. Focus on Gaz, LFC90 a little bit as well. I think he needs to, you know, he's... he's. Are you saying he needs to feel loved? Well, I'm just saying that he's followed her around the world. You know, Wimbos, US, French, back here in Australia, all the smaller tournaments. He's followed around everywhere, probably flying private, which I think you'd probably get sick of. And now it's time for her to, you know, start bloody car- carrying the clubs for Pay it him. back. Pay it back. Yep. Agree. Couldn't agree more. Shout out to Ozzy Ash. Shout out to Ozzy Ash and to Gaz LFC 90. Punters, dribblers, um, as you may, oh, I fucking hope you're aware, our boy Volkanovski fights, uh, defends his featherweight world title on the weekend against the Korean Zombie. Um, we did a podcast with Volkanovski. It's going to be dropping this week. Short, sharp, 30-minute, uh, half hour of power. Half hour of power with one of the greatest trains living. Um, we'll drop that probably either Tuesday or first thing Wednesday morning. Possibly Tuesday night. Possibly Tuesday night, first thing Wednesday morning. You'll just keep your eyes peeled. If you're subscribed, you won't have anything to fucking worry about. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on podcast. It's about drive. It's about power. Um, now, we're also doing a live stream for it. So... Keep your, set, keep your eyes peeled. It'll be our first live stream in the new digs. Very excited about it. Every fight. The card's actually fucking hectic, dude. Card's stacked, Can dude. you get the card up, please? It's... Six fights. So the main event, obviously, Volkanovski and um, Korean Zombie for the title. Then in the co-main, you've got Piotr Jan and Alderman Sterling for the bantamweight title, which is a rematch because the last time they fought, Piotr Jan got disqualified for fucking kneeing him in the head. So basically, Piotr Young was the champion. Needs Sterling in the head. Sterling couldn't ke- continue. He need him in the head while he was on the ground. You can't do mm-hmm. that. He then couldn't continue, so by default was given the title, which everyone's kind of like, that's lame, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. The fucking co-co-main, which isn't a co-main, is probably the outside of Volk. It's the fight I'm looking forward to almost for the whole year. Hamzat Shemaev versus Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is an absolute weapon, has fought for the title before. Actually, if you watch the fight, he was fighting Kamaru. Had Kamaru fucking wobbled early, I think in round one or round two, the most I've seen Kamaru in trouble. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Number two contender in the world. Number two contender in the world. So he's a motherfucker. And he's coming up against Hamzat Shemaev, who is got the most hype behind him of anyone in the UFC right now. He's had four fights. He's been hit twice. So he's been hit less than he's had fights. Mate, I saw something about significant strikes the other day. It was like 121 to one. That's his like yeah. balance. Yeah. He, That's the ratio. His last fight against Jung Sung Leung, I believe, he basically shoots for a takedown in the first seconds of the fight. Picks him up, picks this guy up, 
and carries him over to the side of the cage where Dana White is sitting and he's holding him up in one arm and talking to Dana White and then slams this guy on the ground and continues to talk to Dana White and then chokes the guy out. Anyone who knows anything, which isn't you or I, is like, this guy is fucking impressive. The real deal. Incredible. He's never really lost to anyone in the gym. Like, he's a psycho. Well, he's 11th in the world currently. Yeah, Gilbert he hasn't Burns fought anyone. Yeah, Gilbert Burns is second. He's like a dollar fifteen favorite. Yeah, this is the real test though, because he's just been, he's been put. Everyone he's been put up against, he's absolutely mauled. But to be that short a favorite says everything you need to know. Yeah, but I also find when it comes to favorites though, as well, that's favoritism can be hype. You know, like because it does just it is representative of the betting, right? Sure, yeah, to a degree, but also like the betting agencies need to price in. They need to set a price where they're not going to get mauled. Yes, true. No, agreed. Um, But it's just the first real, real, real test. But it's the main... It's like... It's a fucking fight you want to watch. You want to watch this guy. He's also the sort of guy where like... You know, you might have only found out about Conor McGregor after he beat Aldo. And there was a whole part of Conor's career before he beat Aldo that was fucking awesome and it was interesting and it was part... You you get to be part of the rise. Mm -hmm. I think it's the sooner you can start paying attention to Hamzat Shemaev, the better. So that you can be a part of the, the fucking rise. Great point. But the best way to watch it is obviously, t- you know, to buy the fire on yeah. KO. Yeah. But to also watch our live stream. Well, you watch the live so you stream. Just two, you just you have two screens rocking and rolling. Yeah. You have the live stream on the... T- well, you have the live stream on your laptop yep. or on the TV yep. and then vice versa for the other one. That's what you do. That's how you do it. But also, like, mate, it's a great way to watch them. Like, you go, you can go to the pub and watch it, sure, but there's, you and I, Eddie, we love nothing more than getting the boys around, whacking it up on the TV. Ripping and tearing, which is what we'll be doing. Kempi of Bloke in a Bar fame, uh, of Broncos fan fame. Of, of Underhooks fame. Underhooks, double underhook, ground and pound fame. He'll be with us watching. Uh, so, yeah, you don't want to miss that one. Also, Kelvin Gastelum fighting some guy. Kelvin Gastelum did push uh, Stylebender in their title fight more than I think you've ever seen anyone push him. Anyway, that's MMA. Should we do... Are we doing dribbles? Let's dribble, baby. Let's dribble. Hey, boys. Just a bit of a brushes with lame here. Um, growing up, my family doctor, like my grandparents, my whole family, my aunt and uncle, we all... Our doctor was Buzz Rothfield's father. And I can confirm, Dr. Rothfield also enjoyed mayo. Cheers. It's great to have that confirmed. Yeah. It's, it would have been my suspicion. I certainly suspected it, Tom. Yeah. But to have it validated. That's good. That's good stuff. That's a great way to kick the dribbles off. Shout out to that guy and shout out to Buzz Rothfield Senior. <laughs> the original dribbler. Yeah. Senior, senior. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave. It's the international dribbler here. Um, in 2019... I had the privilege to watch uh, the former world number one Ash Barty play uh, at the US Open and being the only Australian in the crowd who was wearing an Australian flag because apparently in the US Open you're not allowed to wear any flags, which I did not know at the time. I managed to sneak myself in with my friends into Ash Barty's box and just commenting on the podcast uh, a week ago or two weeks ago, I can confirm that uh, her fiancé, Gaz LFC19, was wearing a Liverpool hat at the time and is also literally a classic dribbler. Uh, after Ash won, 
you go up to uh, go up to him and say congratulations, nicest bloke in the world. And Ash Blinder came up to us and said, uh, you know, thanks so much for supporting me. And yeah, it was awesome. She's uh, going to be missed in the world of tennis. Um, yeah, just thought I'd share those stories. Thanks, boys. Great content. See you later. Bye. Great, great yarn there, Eddie. I will say, when he started off with his name as the international dribbler, I couldn't escape the fact that his accent sounded like he definitely spent a large portion of his youth at an international school. He did have international school vibes. We could be incorrect there, but generally speaking, Tom and I are always correct. Yep. I'm interested by the fact that the US Open doesn't allow flags. That's the stupidest fucking rule I've ever well, especially heard. Especially because Yanks are so fucking Yankee about their, their yeah, flag. Yeah, yeah. You know? No flags are allowed, but before every game, we're going to have a court-sized American flag and we're going to fucking bang on the Yeah, we're going to fighter jets fly over the goddamn building and blast out yeah, flag yeah, colours yeah, and yeah. shit. But no flags. Give it a rest. USA because you dickheads are the biggest flag riders of all time. Yeah, big time flag riders. But good to hear that, you know, he was able to sneak into Ash's box and that, you know, Gaz LFC 90 was a good guy and, you know... Had his, uh, you know... Liverpool, Liverpool hat, hat on, on and Ash said thanks for support. I think that's great. I love that. And shout out to that guy. Please confirm that you spent all of your schooling at an international school. Tom, Eddie... D or Dave, how you bloody going? It's the dribbler who says great a lot, dribbler here. As resident experts of the handshake, I look to you two for some advice. I recently went to a wedding over the weekend with family, friends, and some people I haven't met in a while. Now, as we all know, everyone shakes with their right hand uh, in a formal greeting. Unfortunately for me, I was unable to do so because I have broken my hand. How have I broken it? Um, well, in the Melbourne Storm famous win over the Bunnies in round two, I got rather frustrated when Olam was sent from the field and the great Campbell Graham crossed the line to potentially send it to overtime. In pure frustration, I took a swing at the cushions on my sofa and I missed and hit the wooden frame. Uh, I broke the knuckle on my pinky finger. My question to you is how do I explain this to people that don't understand the pressures of rugby league and what other alternatives do I have to the firm handshake? Uh, yes, the bone is still in one piece, mostly. It's just a bit cracked. Uh, yes, I do have a splint. No, I don't wear it because I don't want to keep explaining myself 70 times a day. Thanks, boys. Greats forever. Accurate punching never. Beers soon. I think he needs to wear the splint. I think you need to put the splint on, and if you're sick of explaining the story, maybe wear a little sign around your neck. That's not a bad idea. Something for people to read, yeah. like a like a over exaggerated, uh, like name the guy card. who like the guy who offers free hugs. Yeah, the free hugs guy. But just what you said to us, write that on your chest, and yeah. if anyone asks you, just point at it. Point at it, and, and then. But also, the, the art of the shaking hand with the other hand, there is a way to do it. And I tell you what it is, Eddie. If you have... If I've got the broken hand, let's sit up here. You're going to have to go to YouTube if you want to see this one, punters and dribblers. So if I've got the broken hand here and you come to shake my hand in a conventional handshake, come and do it. How you doing? I'm never going to go for a left-handed handshake. I just have to go, yeah, my hand's fucked. And you just shake it like that. You just take it. Yeah. You take it. You so take give it. me it again. Oh, hey, man, sorry. No, my hand's fucked. How'd you fuck it up? Campbell Graham scored. Or 
read Please the sign. The sign. Read the sign. I don't want to have to explain myself. Read the sign. Or even have just a QR code on that sign like they do everywhere now. Just go scan the QR code. It's going to take you to a landing page and on that page we'll have an explanation as to how I broke my hand. I just don't want to explain yeah. it every time. You know? But beforehand, I'm going to need your name, your last name, your email and your phone number yes. and I'm going to sell that data. Yeah, yeah. No, of course I'm going to, to sell the data. To cover the cost of the, my broken hand. My broken hand. Look... You didn't think you were going to get such a fucking genius idea, did you, bro? Now you're into data capture. You know what I mean? Now you're selling data. Now you're capturing data. Now you're in the data capture and sale business. Didn't think you were, but now you are. You're welcome. You're more than welcome. We will be coming for that 10% commission. Maybe 20%. 25. Penrith are going to win the fucking comp. Does Taylor May have the greatest rat's tail of all time? You be the judge. This is a lick in advance because we're going back to back. Manly never, Penrith forever. Targo first try scorer forever. Be soon. Let's go. Right. Mm, uh, look, I mean, did I tip that game correctly? Yes, I did in conjunction with also picking the round. Yep. Uh, Tylen May's rat tail's all right. Tell you what, he's not a bad player. He's a great player. Not a bad player, but he's, I mean, the rat tail's okay. It's not fucking, I've seen better rat tails. I've seen better ratties in my day, for sure. No disrespect, I've seen better ratties. That's just the way it is. Sorry, bro, but Taylor May can play. Yeah, the try, I think it was the second try he scored where he basically, like, ducked into all of these players to still get over. It was like he was almost guaranteed to be thrown out. Um, that was impressive. That was impressive. I'm glad you were impressed, buddy. Yeah, I was impressed. Thanks for the dribble, bro. Yeah, the Northeast Dribbler here. Just to just fucking shout out Michael Price, shitty old night. Hey, Dale. Nigga Hines, wet hair, windy, looking hot as ever. I'd just like to point out, Shark's got the most balanced, ugly to hot lineup in the NRL. Nico, Blake Braley, mixed with Michael McInnes and uh, Dale Panukin and the Nut Trucker. Hall of Famer, Aiden Thomas. Just uh, like to talk about that. Thank you. Um, not a bad question there. Not a bad question. They've certainly got a great balance of hot and not, which I think is important for any rugby league side. You can't be all hot. No. And you can't be all not. You need a bit of hot, you need a bit of not, Tom. I've yep. always said that. You've you always said that. Mm-hmm. It's just an old rugby league adage. You've got to have some hot and some not. Braden Trindle, hot. Connor Tracy, could be hot, could be not. Uh, Don't know Jason. Jesse Ramian, hot. Don't know you. Don't. Go back up. Cade Dykes, what a name. You've got a Cade into a Dykes with a Y. That's a fucking (laughs) name and a half. Lachlan Miller, don't know you. Luke Metcalf, hot, former Manly player. Matt Ikevalu, hot. Matt Moylan, hot. Harati, don't know. Nico Hines, hot. Molotalo, hot. Katoa, hot. Now, that's a rat's tail. Katoa's got a ratty. It's even, like, I mean, it might even be too big to call a ratty. Will Kennedy, hot. Tolman, not. Fafida, not. Blake Braley, hot. ULA, not. Yeah, so it's basically a split. Uh, Nakora, hot. McInnes, no. no. Dale from Nuka, no. Franklin Pele, don't know. Yeah, look, I think you could, you can kind of comfortably say it's a sort of backs-forward split. Hot not. Talakai, I don't know how to say his first name. So, so, Sayosifa, he is a fucking animal. Yeah, dude, he's an absolute beast. He is an animal. 
He was playing in the centres on the weekend, but he is usually a back rower. You know he what I like to refer to? He's a fucking beast. He, you know what he is, Tom. He's a black and white, cut and dry, rugby league handful. Oh, he's a rugby league handful. Maybe even two handfuls. We haven't seen a double handful since uh, AFB played for Manly. But um, <laughs> certainly if anyone is going to become a rugby league handful... Two hands. Two hands. It's Talakai. Um, also, shout out to Mr. Tolman on entering the Nut Trucker Hall of Fame. Really ruffled some feathers on Friday, didn't we, with that Nut Trucker Hall of Fame? I can't remember what the date was on, it on Friday, but certainly got some people fired up there on that Friday, didn't we? But Aiden Tolman, though, 300 games, not one representative game. He's absolutely head and shoulders above everyone in terms of Nut Truckery. And three city country games. And three city country games, which we don't count as rep games. And 0.6 tries a year. Yep. And scored in his 300th game. Like, that's not trucker shit. That's like where everyone laughs at you when you score a try. Usually it's like, good. people are laughing when he scores. It's like, this is ridiculous. Fucking absurd. 0.6 tries a year, he gets on his 300th game. That's just living. That's good stuff. That's good on a shit. It's good for the soul. Um, so shout out to Aiden Tolman and whatever the fuck that guy said in his uh, dribble. I don't know what he said. No idea what he said. Tom, Eddie, Gil Dave and Tommy Togler. I come to you in a time of dilemma. Half pissed at the train station. Uh, I've had too many to drive home. After a decent crack on the piss, I found myself shoulder deep in a shuffleboard contest in the heart of Brisbane, Fortitude Valley. Uh, in the grand final, no doubt. Not only was I a shuffleboard version, but after a ripping slide or a throw, whatever the fuck you call it, I ripped a big come on down to the knees, proposal kind of stuff. But because the shuffleboard table was too high, I feel like I didn't get the full value for my come on. People couldn't really see me behind the table. They see the head, they see the hand, that's about it. Um, when is it appropriate to double come on, to stand up and, and go again? Or am I just coming on myself? I appreciate some advice. See you soon. If you come on twice, does that mean you've come on yourself? L- look, it's a difficult one. Does he? Do you kind of only have one shot, up, one opportunity to capture everything you ever wanted in one moment? You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna, if you pull off a great shuffle. And then you want to rip a come on and you fuck it up. That's on you. That's on you. And going for a second one is obviously read the room, but if you go for a second come on after fucking up the first one, chances are the second one's going to be worse. In moments like this, Tom, when we're talking about come ons and the rules around it, I always like to defer to the king of the come on, mm-hmm. Leighton Hewitt. Mm-hmm. I'd ask this dribbler this simple question. Did you ever see Leighton Hewitt fuck his first come on? It's a great question. And the answer is baked into the question. Think about that young dribbler. Ask yourself that question. A simple one. Did you see Leighton go the double? That should answer your question. There you go. We move on. Tom, Eddie, David, Toblerone. It's the uh, Kuna Barabin Cowboy Dribbler here. Um, I just wanted to report some recent war crimes um, that have really rocked me and I'm a bit rattled. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts 
on when a bloke um, tips against his team purely to uh, get that tip right, I think it's it's unjust, it's uncouth, and it's you know disgusting really. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, Rabbitohs never manly thirteen plus. I think it's unacceptable. It's a disgrace. Like you should basically always be staring down the possibility of not picking eight from eight because you've picked your side irrespective of form lines and everything else, right? Well, I just think that your team's always a sniff unless you play for the Tigers or you support the Tigers. I think your team's always a sniff. Yeah. Enough to be picking them. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Your team's a sniff, mate. You've got to pick your team. If you don't pick your team, then you're, you're not really a fan. Well, now, it means you, you know, don't believe. Like, obviously, lucky for us that the team that we support always a sniff, more than a sniff, basically wins every game. It's what one of the things that helped me get eight from eight on the weekend. I picked a perfect round. Um, so, I mean, if you don't back your team, then you don't deserve a perfect round. Like, what an empty feeling if I'd picked a perfect round and I'd tip the Raiders. You know what I mean? Like, that's empty. Imagine New South Wales winning the Shield, but me tipping against them. Or you winning money on New South Wales losing. Like, where would I... I'd, that's just... It's unacceptable. No, it's, it's you're a fucking disgrace. disgrace. You're now, an absolute fucking disgrace. I don't know if that dribbler was talking about himself no, or I think about a mate. About, I think he was talking about a mate, but I'm directing my anger at him. That's all I've got. That's all you've got. Be better than that, dribblers. Mm. Be better than that. Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's the Wikipedia dribbler here. I was just uh, talking to the missus about the great Billy Birmingham, she didn't know who he was, so I decided to take a trip through Wikipedia and show her some of the great impressions that the man does. And in the bottom, I find a section about Tom. It says, Birmingham's son Tom is one half of the duo Hello Sport, of which version of Hamish and Andy fame? (laughs) Just thought you guys might like to know about that and wonder if... uh, one of you guys that put it in. Anyway. Uh, Wait, where is it? At the bottom. <laughs> Boom, son. Thomas, of the Jerry Hallows, what a wish, bro. <laughs> That's great. That is fucking great. That's fucking great. I love how it just ends without a full stop. <laughs> That's even dribbly. Yeah, it is dribbly. That's good stuff. (laughs) Whoever did that should be proud of themselves. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hello Sports, also two words, uh, but that's not a big deal. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That couldn't be dribblier. No, that couldn't be dribblier. No full stop. Fucking all that. Yeah, put Hello Sport in quotation marks like someone's saying it. He's got sun in capitals. Yeah. Just all over the place that's, here. That's all good that, that's as you can tell a dribble that's got the the fingerprints of a dribbler yeah, all over it. All over it's it. It's terrific. But it's um, good. No, it's great stuff. Well it's done. Great stuff. Well done to I you. half think that it might even be this gentleman because if you were showing anyone something about someone, do you take them to their Wikipedia? Uh that's a good point. And you're not gonna get the impersonations that he was looking for on, on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. You go yeah. to YouTube. Yeah. And he spelled your name wrong there, Eddie Simpson. Right. Why is your name in there? Scroll up. Is it meant to be Eddie Maguire? Oh, no, he impersonates me. Is that... Yeah, that's what I mean. They've got Eddie Simpson in there. Ah, click on me. Where's there's, it there's no page. That's why it's red. Uh, yeah. So I don't have a page. Whoever did this spelt Ken Sutcliffe yeah, wrong as got, well. Yeah, this has got... And Calendar, I think, spelt wrong. Kenny Calendar. 
Uh, yeah, this guy's this guy's thrown in some shit here. Good for him though, but he's felt like he's come here to to like you know. How does Ken Sutcliffe not have a page? Because he would. That's how he spells his name. Right. And Eddie Simpson, I.E. You know, Ken Calendar, I think, is the calendar spelt differently for him. Anyway, good dribble. Good dribble. Let's Last one. On. Here Last we go. Last one. Bring it home. Bring it home. Thomas, Eduardo, Dior, Dave, and uh, Tommy Tobler. We're at the Royal in Marrickville watching the Manly Canberra game. And we're wondering... Have you seen 14 Peaks? Amazing documentary, right? Nims Persia, beautiful. Climbs, climbs all the 8,000-metre peaks in a fucking in six months or whatever. Breaks the world record, amazing stuff, right? Dribbler territory. Now, has, has he ever con- like, thought about the idea of climbing Ruben Gogg's cheekbones? <laughs> I heard that he was disappointed that he... I heard that he was disappointed that he hadn't climbed... That it's like the final... The final fucking frontier. The, yeah, the, the 15th peak is Ruben Gray's cheekbones. Beers soon. Beers soon. We love you. Well, it's a great question. The 15th peak. Yeah, Mount Garrick. I mean, what the fuck? They haven't. They've they made a full doco about this, and they didn't include Ruben's cheekbones. That's that's a disgrace. That is fucking disgraceful. Know that. That dribbler has illuminated the simple fact that Ruben Garrick's cheekbones so high they are the 15th Yeah, peak. yet to be summited. They haven't been summited in the summer or the winter. No. Yet to be summited. Except by Ruben himself. Except by, well, Ruben is the peak, you know what I mean? Can you summit yourself? It's a great question. You know, let's, let's, let's end on that question. I don't know if we ever finished on a question, you know what I mean? This is it. Can you summit yourself? See you next week. Well, see you on Thursday. See you on Wednesday, really. We'll see you on Wednesday. See you later in the we'll week. See, we'll see you like tomorrow, probably. We've got to see Volkanovski, you know. We'll see you again we'll, this week. We'll see you again this week, really soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Can you summit yourself? Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>